I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 111. We have made it to three digits all in the same row for the first time ever. The next time that you're going to get three digits in a row is 222, so that's like another 120 episodes. 111. It's exactly 111. So, Oh, man, we'd be doubling our That'd be another two years. Uh, Almost three. Yeah, four years. Jeez, I don't want to do that. Oh yeah, that you're right. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do another four years of Wicked <laughs> Anime. <laughs> wow, that's sad. No, that's not true. I, I would love to do Wicked Anime forever, but as long as I'm not doing any other job besides that one. <laughs> Andrew just went down <laughs> the the fan ranking of favorite <laughs> cast member from that statement alone. Four years just seems so daunting from like right now, <laughs> right this second four four years from now. We, I, we have to. We can't skip any numbers. That's Can terrifying. we skip like fifty episodes? I'm gonna be thirty years old. That's like exactly when on my 30th birthday. So this episode, this is our first episode off of con month. Yeah. And if you guys remember what we said was the format was going to be a little bit different. Uh, it's not a scary change to the show. It's probably going to be a fun change to the show, but you're got, we have a lot of work stuff getting in the way. As I mentioned before, I just said, as long as we're doing wicked anime full time, four years doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> well, right now we aren't doing wicked anime full time. And we have, some of us are back in school, right, Jonathan? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm back in school in more ways than one. Yeah. So while Jonathan is back in school and learning himself good, we are going to have to break down the podcast into a shorter show. So each and every single one of us is going to bring forth a topic for us to discuss. Then we're going to talk about what we're watching. No, then we're going to talk about the Tapagachi, which in, coincidentally this episode is what we're watching. I think that typically we would do a what we're watching. Yeah, still, we would because that's pretty important. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. talk about what what animes are. Well, good. and that's and that's what our fan where our fans find new shows to watch. Yeah, but this episode in particular, we could skip right over that because actually, season. yeah, it's the new spring season of anime, and man. Good stuff. Yeah. A lot um, of sequels. Very good of, stuff. Yeah, this is the spring season of sequels. But we'll... Um, and and then after that, we're going to do fan service. Yeah, we have a lot of fan service uh, that we need to catch up on from before con month had started. So, and, and then when we were at Anime Boston, that was kind of a daunting task to 
keep up with. Cool. So I guess we should get right into it. Yes. But before we get into it, uh, I'm sure some of you are thinking, man, what was in that box? Oh, uh, if anybody was following <laughs> our Facebook page, yeah, there Facebook is... Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, there there was something that went out. There was a there was a mystery box that I was holding at Anime Boston, and I said Team Rocket gave us a mystery box. They did. Uh, so let's talk about it. It's time to ring the news bell. Oh, what? <laughs> Crazy. What? So we met Wicked Fan Ian yeah. at Anime Boston, and he was dressed as Team Rocket, which was so cool. Actually, his costume was really missing, though, and he was handing out free candy to everybody. Oh, oh, oh but yeah. underneath, underneath he was, he was dressed he, as a Team, team Rocket. Rocket. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we he gave us the box, and we opened up the box... And inside is a bell, but it doesn't, it wasn't just a bell. He wrote something on the inside of it. And on the top, it says Newsbell Chan heart. <laughs> so we now have a Newsbell Chan. Yeah. I, I think I should say new, your very so, own wicked anime waifu. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. that's right. So maybe, maybe we'll have to like draw a actual moe tan of Newsbell Chan. We tried that already. Um, we, we tried it once, but now we have a direction to go off of. <laughs> I guess so. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it was time to ring the news bell news. Like, so I can still ring the new, my news bell, but now we actually have news bell Chan to help us. Yeah. And we'll so, know yes. for sure. We'll definitely know for sure. We'll know for sure. <laughs> so thank you so much. Ian. that was, you were there when we opened it up and we were like freaked out. We was like, this is the coolest thing <laughs> we ever. We were very happy about it. We were extremely happy about it. And yes. I really hope that news bell Chan is here to stay. Yes. Yeah, so thank you very, very much. And anime Boston overall was a huge, massively great experience particularly this season or this year for the fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. we we met up with our old fans. We met with the, some new fans. We got gifts like crazy. Uh, and we met with Temsu, uh, who has been a longtime fan of Wicked Anime and Nerdy Show as a whole. And it was just a blast. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, yep, guys. We for met a lot out. of great people. We met up. Met- fellow like journalists we met we made new contacts and hopefully you'll hear some of those journalists on future episodes of wicked anime as guest stars yeah because a lot of them were super awesome uh they have like great ambitions for you know for the media industry for anime uh evan who were the guys who you were with at okamoto's i have the oh bunko bunko yeah 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 um those the guys, American people. Those guys were awesome. Like their mission yeah. was so broad topic. They they were, they were from Latin America, and their mission was it basically Evan's show, but to reach all countries within South America. They also said right. that they oh, were sorry Central America. Yeah, they also said that they were translating. Like if we if we as Wicked Anime sent them an article, they would translate it into Spanish. Yep. And, and they would distribute yeah, it. Yeah, distribute it through Central America. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yep. They did have a lot of trouble getting into press events because they were trying to get into some press events that they weren't invited to. Really? Yeah, that's that's what they uh. were initially talking to about, but they were, like, really trying very hard to, you know, get in and meet Okamoto's. And, but Okamoto's, of course, as a Japanese... Uh, Japanese guests, they're very, very touchy about those. Like, they have to know way ahead of time who's going to be there and what kind of questions they're going to be asking. Right. Right. Exactly. Because, you know, they don't... Because usually in the Japanese music industry, they don't like it when they ask anything too personal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Just don't ask about our wives or... Yeah, or our home lives and our <laughs> houses and where we live and how to get our contact information. <laughs> yeah. What's your yeah. social... It- 
the thing that actually like really shocked me was how huge the Japanese music scene is in South America and Latin America. Like, what I've been trying to do with No Borders, No Race has already been successful down there with what they've been doing. Yeah. yeah. So that was right. a that was a quick little jump back into Anime Boston, but uh, man, there was so much that we could have talked about on our postcon podcast, but we, we just, just didn't have time didn't because yeah, we were we were kind of being rushed to have the building. We were on a very tight, uh, very tight time limit. So, but uh, yeah, let's you know what? Let's get into it. We've already rung news bell, Sean, for the very first time on our show ever. I don't think we have any news. Do, does anybody have news to bring forward? Yeah. Well, what I want to talk about is Evan and I. We we kind of have our news stories. Uh, what mm-hmm. I want to talk about is a very interesting thing that I heard about Netflix. Now, Netflix has really, really been on the ball with um, with bringing anime series. And for the first time, I don't think we talked about it on the show because ever since the trailer dropped, because I think we were in the midst of con month when the trailer dropped, which was the trailer for Death Note the live-action American Death Note mm. with Willem Dafoe yeah. as Ryuk. I'm just going to say right now, there's a lot of stuff that we found out before Con Month, like, yeah. including fan service, yes. and we kept on, we held on to that t- until after Con Month was over. Right, but that's not the piece of news that I want to talk about. Oh, okay. Even though this is a thing, which, by the way, Willem Dafoe, I'm just saying, is going to make the best Ryuk ever. <laughs> Agreed. He's, He's going to be so amazing. He's going to kill it. Um, like I said, like him playing the Green Goblin and Spider-Man was preparing him for this role. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's just always... Been... He's just weird. Yeah, he's just a weird dude. So, yeah. <laughs> On a scale of Lady Gaga to Willem Dafoe, how <laughs> weird are you? <laughs> <laughs> that was a really old joke. That was a really joke. old joke, but Dylan a good one. Dylan made that joke, and I think we were still in single digits. <laughs> Dylan Senpai. <laughs> um, but the one other thing that I had scene was that they're doing the same thing for Erased. Uh, Are they? Yeah. Net- yep. Netflix is developing a American series based on Erased that is going to be distributed to over 190 countries. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I need to correct you. It's actually a Japanese TV series that's going to be exclusive to Netflix. Oh, I did not know that. But it's still going to be distributed in other countries, right? Yeah. Yes. Good. Okay, well, that's... um. That kind of makes me... I, well, I don't know how to feel about that. That doesn't make me feel one different one way or the other. Because Japan, Japan has has trouble with... In the same way that America does. I'm not, I'm not knocking just Japan. Same way that American takes their properties. Now, my yeah. question is, though, is what it's going to be like. Because simply because the animation was so cool. Like, they, the way they distributed emotions amongst characters in animated form... Will those same emotions come across in acted out form? Now, we've seen amazingly written good, amazingly well written stories through things like Breaking Bad and, you know, Game of Thrones. So we know it's possible to write incredibly emotional and acted out stuff like drama like that. But animation can push it so much farther, farther. Right. So what? That's why I've always said that I thought that like a show like Preacher 
which I thought was decent, but I felt like it could have been much better if it was an animated series and not a live action one. Well, technically it was. It was a comic book first. I know that, but that's what I'm saying. It should have been adapted into an animated series instead of a live action show. Well, there's the problem that you get when you take that in an American context because people will say, oh, it's a cartoon. It must be for kids. And you definitely don't want kids watching Preacher. <laughs> <laughs> or anything sure you do or anything by garth Ennis and warren ellis yeah <laughs> yeah um she's like hey kids we made an animated crossed yeah <laughs> <laughs> you want to watch the boys it's about superheroes yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Oof, man i wonder if they're still making a live action movie of that i don't know um but the here's the other big key part to a live action version of a race and that's child actors Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, have we seen any good ones in Japan? The only one that I recall is from that Japanese girl from um, from Pacific Rim. Oh yeah, when she. Was I'm pretty sure she's too old to play that part now. Right. Uh, it, well, she was a she was a child pop idol. Well, when when you're competing actor in that movie is Charlie Hunnan. Then anybody looks like a good actor. <laughs> Just saying. Well, you have you have Idris Elba and Charlie Day in yeah. there too. I, I mean. <laughs> I mean, granted... I'm just saying, like, it's like, hey, Charlie Hunnan is our main character. Wow, this movie has great acting in it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just, just make him, just make him a one-dimensional flatline character that he shakes Sh- his head. Shake his head and say it sincerely. <laughs> shake his head and say it sincerely. Um, All of Son of, Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Yeah, but that's, that's my one thing, is like, uh, how, how do you, a uh, child actor, how do you get... Such an emotional scene, like the first time, like the breakfast scene. Yeah, like the breakfast yes. scene in. Oh, so good. Yeah, like I... what do you have to do before that take? Do you have to punch the child <laughs> or someone, tell them that their puppy's dead or something like that? Now go eat breakfast. <laughs> uh, well, you know there was that movie of the not not the room, but room that came out room. a couple of years ago that had that really great child actor in it. Yeah, and they're able to get that sort of level of emotion from him. So maybe they could do the same with these actors, these child actors, too. Oh, hi, Sotaru. <laughs> That's the room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about room, the one about the... Room. Uh, yeah, I understand. Room. Yeah. <laughs> Red Letter Media thought that that was going to win Best Picture of the Year, but it didn't. Room? Yeah. Mm. Um, so that's what I got. I, I, I was excited. I mean, like, it's an interesting trend that, that Netflix is developing live-action series of anime. Jared be a pod sensei. (laughs) (laughs) Evan, seeing that we we rang news bell, Sean, do your piece of news. All right, which one would you rather I do first? The one that we're all happy about or the one that I'm probably the only one happy about? Whichever one you want to start with. All right, let's start with the one I'm sure that all of us are happy about. The fact that we're getting Senran Kagura Peach Beach Splash this summer. Ah, perfect timing. Yeah, I mean... Let's get wet. Yeah, I am like, yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, I, I hope, I hope Final Fantasy VII comes out before that. But if it doesn't, I'll be just playing some Peach Beach Splash. Right. Because here's the, here's the thing. Because initially, I thought it would be over a year before we would get it because it took that long for Asylum Versus to come out. But it appears that they've been translating this game as they were developing it over in Japan, which is why we're getting it way earlier than usual. Is that because of like the huge, massive response to Estival Versus, like and how 
crazy well it did. I think so. Because, like, so, I mean, it did surprisingly well for a Senron Kagura game. Yeah. Right. So, like, is this game... And... Because Estival Versus, I, we're going to say it again right here on the show. It's super fun. It is ridiculous. Yeah, regardless, of, regardless of whether it's filth, it is absolute filth. It is really fun, you guys. It, they really developed this game. Here's the thing, though, that I'm wondering is if because of the popularity of Senron Kagura, you got the special edition version for 60 bucks that came with the CD soundtrack, came with trading cards, came with an art book. Are we going to get that the same time around now that Senron Kagura, Senron Kagura is popular? Like, do you think that that was one of the draw-ins is that you could get the $60, like for 60 bucks you got a special edition version? Or do you think that they're going to make a $60 copy of the game now and you have to pay extra for the actual special well, edition? Well, usually, know. you know, XC Games is very good when it comes to doing the $60 special editions. So I wouldn't be too surprised if it's the same. But maybe, and I'm just throwing this out there, maybe they could do another edition that's like the $100 one. It comes with the stuff that, for some reason, only the European version got for Festival Versus. Like the fig- Life-size boob pad? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for one, and there was the one with the figurine, and there was even the ones for the hug pillow covers. Oh my! Interesting. Gosh. <laughs> and Europe got them, but America didn't. Well, I mean, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. It does. We, well, we we never get hug pillows in it. In who in their right mind is going to sell a product with a hug pillow in it? Weebs. Well, <laughs> they would buy it, yes, but they wouldn't sell it. I mean, I mean that would. I've never bought a hug pillow. I mean, as as much as Manga Gamer every year at Anime Boston tries to get me a hug pillow, <laughs> I have never bought a hug pillow because I'm just like, I after I would buy it, I'd be like, what do I do with this? You know, and then like, and as to which the response is same thing that everybody else does with it. Yeah, well, it's just like I have nowhere to put it. So like we get like a hug pillow in our Estival versus thing, and they'd be like, cool, I have it. What do I do with this? Oh. <laughs> Showcase your shame to all the people. Yeah, <laughs> bring it with you on the train. Yes, <laughs> but yes, it's, I uh, wars for you. I gotta say, guys, Manga Gamer has some pretty tempting and some pretty great hug. They pillows, do, so. they do. But so I, 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 and, and I've I, got standards. <laughs> I, I have. Yeah, I, and I did. So I still have not bought one over the course of three years that we've known them. Uh, so. I, I plan to bring <laughs> girls back to my place, and yeah. the, there's no way I could have something like that. The plushies are one thing because they're cute looking. But naked, anatomically correct hug pillows, <laughs> that's a horse of a different color. Well, which is the same reason why I didn't buy the Nikumi figurine at Anime Boston. Because I stood at, looked at it and I was just like, I would really like this Nikumi figurine because it's Nikumi and she's my favorite Food Wars character. But would a girl appreciate this coming into my house? And the answer is no. no. The answer is but always going to be That's why I'm kind of yeah, hoping and, and that they come up with a Nendoroid of her. Because at least yeah. Nendroids are cuter. They're more forgivable. And, I mean, they're, they're I, an android that will have bigger assets than her main assets. Yeah, and I have a, I have you know all my Monster Hunter stuff, and girls would appreciate having you know Monster Hunter figurines. But my Sergeant Frog bikini figurines, those will probably go away eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Into the box of shame with you. <laughs> yeah, you know, sell them on eBay, whatever. <laughs> don't, don't sell them on eBay, dude. Why not? Could pay that college to wish Jane. Yeah, heck yeah, man. I guess you could do something like that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I don't have college tuition. I don't have debt stuff, so I don't have to worry about selling off any of these things. Not to rub it in your face, uh, but I'm just stating a fact. 
Well, that's what it was. <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about Senran Kagura. <laughs> yes, Peach Beach Splash is coming this summer. And yes, we are totally going to stream that when it comes out. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, hopefully we'll be able to... I mean, hopefully by the summer we can have like a better situation where we can all just kind of relax and get Senran Kagura done. So, mm-hmm. Because um, the Overwatch one went over so well. <laughs> well, well, it, we played uh, Overwatch for quite a we while. Did, we did, we did. I still plan to go back, but we didn't yeah, live stream maybe. it like we thought we were going to. Yeah, I'm playing Ghost Recon and uh, what's it called now? Ghost Recon and Final Fantasy VII right now. So yeah, yeah, for the remake. So uh, and Overwatch is, has upgraded. Uh, that's besides the point. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, Evan, what was your other piece of news? All right, so as people might know, Dogakoba is become like one of my favorite anime studios i mean they're That's the ones funny. Who... i was what? i was gonna talk about dogakoba too because they're they don't have a show this season and i'm very upset well that's because for one they're now working on new game season two which Yay! was like the big oh, thing yes. i was very excited about and you know even though i had my issues with gabriel dropout how they ended it with those last few episodes it it boosted it up a few notches and I could actually upgrade my grade from 5 out of 10 to something like 7 out of 10 which oh, wow. also I, I have to say the OVA where they go to the uh, hot springs is really funny. Where'd you see the OVA? Um, Magically anime tree. Oh. <laughs> I didn't find one. Oh. I haven't uh, seen it. There's a ton of OVAs that I haven't seen. Yeah, still need to see that Food Wars one from over the right? summer. Right? Right. The fe- from from uh, Jump Festa? Here's the thing about um, going back to Dogokopa's n- No Game No Life. The movie looked really crappy. No, Doga no, that's Koba's... not Dogokopa. That's Madhouse. Oh, I mean... Um... New Game. New Game? Oh! We're talking about New Game. Yeah, yes, we're talking about New Game. You were talking about New Game, and it registered in my brain as No Game No Life, which I was really looking forward to more and now that i've said my statement i might as well talk about it (laughs) their their movie that they're releasing is a prequel and it's not going to continue this the uh story further with the season one that we got although there are rumors that it's going to pull what they did with overlord and announce a second season at the end of the movie Uh uh-huh yeah but but anyways um with Dogakoma, yeah, they've they've announced the return of one of my more recent favorite anime comedies of the last couple of years, and this oh, team is yeah, a big yeah. shocker. They're bringing back for season two, Himoto Amaru-chan. I guess I should probably give it a chance, because everybody really seems to like it, and I really hated it, and I really... <laughs> well, uh, that's not necessarily true, because we might be talking about something similar to that when we get to the new season of anime. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like I was, like, wrong, and I should just be like, maybe I should give Himoto-chan another another chance. The thing, the thing yeah. that I find is usually... Japan, when it comes to creating lazy characters, they know how to make them really funny. Like, if you want really good proof of that, uh, not just the first season of Amaro Champ, but definitely watch Tanaka Kun is always listless. I that, did want to watch that, yeah. That show brought hilarity to laziness to a whole new level. Huh. Yeah, I that's in my Netflix. Um, Netflix. That's in my uh, Crunchyroll queue. Definitely so did, watch it. De- I did want to watch it, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And what I liked about it too, about Tonic-Kun, is it had this sort of, and you you might disagree with me on this one, but it had this very sort of like Don Hertzfeld sort of means with <laughs> the way that the dialogue out of Tonic-Kun was. They, they're, they're talking about they're talking about certain subjects, but they're focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah, the a least, little bit. Yeah, the least important aspect of every situation ever. Yeah, right. A little bit, or rather, it's more him like. Like observing something in the exact wrong way, right. sort of like in the way Hertzfeld was. Yeah. Okay. The pipe is leaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, you may disagree with me when you watch it, but that was the first thing that came to mind when I watched Tanaka Kuna's Always Listless. Yeah. As he sucked blood out of the out of the ulcer in his cheek, watching a plastic bag on a flagpole. <laughs> but anyways, second season of Himoto Omaru-chan. I am very excited about it. Although I got into a bit of a uh, fight of words with our own forty-two believer about it. Really? Yeah. Uh, she uh, <laughs> so she posted about it. Said the orange gremlin is back. I posted. <laughs> I, I posted jokingly, anime has been saved again, with the Maru-chan jumping up and down. Uh, 42 Believer then said, I say this with all the love in the world, Evan, but fuck you. Uh, oh, <laughs> wait, so, so so me and Sarah were on the same page then? Yeah. A little you, bit, yeah. You have Sarah in your corner. Yeah. <laughs> and then I responded with the pic, with the gif of all the Maru-chans doing the samba dance with me going, and this is me not giving a fuck. <laughs> you didn't? You didn't do that as uh, John Cena? Remember they did the John Cena version? Oh, yeah. Well, I couldn't find... Yeah. You, you, my, my, you. <laughs> like, that was just... It was just John Cena's head. It was on, on all the Umaro chants. It was great. I loved it. John Cena! John Cena! John yeah. Cena! Well, while we're on the topic of things that have been announced yeah uh real quick just because we posted this on our facebook page and this is really important to me and a couple of our other fans uh that uh what's it called black lagoon is being taken off of hiatus again yay so so, so we got a, a book yeah then... so we got a volume of black lagoon went back on hiatus and now it's back off of hiatus coming may and uh, Ray Hiroe uh, is going to continue working on Black Lagoon, which is freaking awesome because Black Lagoon is my favorite manga series ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, next to Elf and Lead, but Elf and Lead's over. This is and and Black Lagoon is still going. Yes. So, uh, so that is super exciting news, and we should all be very excited yep. mm-hmm. that Black Lagoon is continuing because it is amazing. But that's not what you want to bring to the table. That is not what I want to bring to the table. My discussion point is Wicked Fan Marvin long before. Right after we started Karn Month, mm-hmm. sent us a piece of waifu watch that he wanted us to talk about. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Marvin wants, asked us, what are our Ranma one-half waifus? Yeah. Which, I can't even believe that I didn't even bring this up, because I love Ranma one-half. Ranma yes. one-half is one of my favorite animes ever, and it has so many waifus, and there are so many good choices. But, you know, there's always only one choice that you have to choose from. And I think this can give us a pretty good diverse set of answers because we have so many choices amongst the Ranma one-half universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to start. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, my Ranma one-half waifu is Ukyo. And which most, probably most people haven't even, unless they've seen like the entire series, haven't. She pops up around season two or three. Really? Yeah. Um... 
I forget which, but... I feel like I've made it that far, though, and I I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen her. Or at least I don't remember her. But yeah, she was a character that just popped into, you know, as a, a yet another one of Ranma's fiancés uh, that his father set him up with so that he could make a shady deal um, and just, you know, get his way. And then, um, you know, Ranma always thought that she was a boy and then she shows up when they're all older and he's just like, you're Ukyo, you know? And so, but she's still tomboyish, but she's very cute. Uh, very much in that way that all of her characters are, are drawn or written, you know, lots of tomboys, lots of adorable girls. But, uh, yeah, Ukyo was always my favorite right next to Ranma Chan, female Ranma. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Though I, I can't really count him as a waifu because technically he is male. He's just, the cutest girl on the show. Right. <laughs> he is the cutest girl on the show, but waifu is definitely Ukyo. Mm. Next. Uh, well, you want to talk about your your waifu level of Ukyo love? I did, yeah. Well, I, I talked about this last episode on our half of the an- post-Anime Boston podcast, where I actually, at Anime Boston, bought a cell, like a production cell of Ukyo. And it's this, like, perfect shot of her like going at the camera i posted it on facebook and i posted it on uh instagram and i posted it on twitter i think but you can find it on facebook for sure uh of the cell that i bought of ukyo and we don't have a wicked anime instagram by the way yeah. just just saying oh but uh, <laughs> uh oh but my instagram sorry but the guy uh anime asylum is the name and he's almost, he's at a lot of cons and you can just buy cells from him because he goes to japan and has these great connections and he gets tons of cells but he had a picture of ranma chan holding up a watermelon over her head and it was this great shot of her and i almost bought that one as well but i had to go with ukyo because mm-hmm. yeah. you know ron my wife who in a great show i gotta buy more anime cells anime animation cells are history to me especially because you know i'm an animator so i should right. have them it's it's so much more worth uh purchasing than a figurine because it's you literally holding a piece of that show in your hands so it's nice. And it's yes. original, too. It's not like getting a film reel. You know, like, people clip uh, film reels apart. Yep. And it's like, here you go. That's That doesn't count. This is an actual hand-painted cell. Yep. Mm. So that's that's great. Yeah. Next. Uh, I'll go. Uh, actually, yeah. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, right. As As much as I've always enjoyed seeing female Ranma on the screen, I've always had just a soft spot ever since the beginning of the series for Akane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I I just think that she's the original girl, and she's the best girl. I like her her really angry, I hate Ranma attitude. I like Akane, <laughs> too. Uh, and she that she's another tomboy in the series. Like, total tomboy. Right. This and she, like all, she kind yeah. of, like, started the whole Sundere sort of thing, too, if you think about it. Yeah, I guess I guess she did. Cause you know she, she has that sort of oh I'm not doing this because yo know, I like you I'm just doing this because I I just want to be nice that sort of thing. I had to think a little bit hard about this one because I know female Rama is always like the best and the cutest one. But honestly, the more I think about it, the more I swing towards shampoo as my waifu of yeah, Rama one half. That's a really popular answer. Marvin, who brought this up, said it was shampoo, Yeah, too, Marvin right? also said shampoo. Um, and a lot of people say shampoo. A lot of Ranma fans say that they're waifu from Ranma and shampoo. Because she uh, has this, like, really good balance of being both a badass and adorable at the same time. She's kind of like that, um, 
She's like the she's almost like the main character of that Ninja Girl and Samurai Master anime, but in more of a non-chibi form in some way. Yeah, and a very racist stereotype of Chinese people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't but, our fault this time. Yeah, and the same way that you said um, that Akane was kind of the origin of the Sundare character, I would say Shampoo is the origin of the Yandere character. A little bit, <laughs> yeah. She's she's crazy. Well, she's absolutely crazy. She also thinks that female Ranma or Ranma-chan is going after Ranma. Yeah. So, like, whenever she sees Ranma-chan, she attacks him, and then whenever she sees Ranma, she falls in love. <laughs> Which is always really funny, because it's like, there's that mo- there are those times where he literally transforms right in front of her. But she is so <laughs> dumb that she can't put two and two together. Yeah. And then she also goes to the uh, to the springs, and she she can turn to a cat. Oh, right. I forgot about Spoilers. that. Spoilers. Wait, did, how, how would you, how early do you know that? I'm not sure. That's like, that's... Short. I think it's the second time you see her. There's a cat following. That's Ranma right. Around. That's right. There's yeah. so many. You know, there's so many characters that transform into different things that you can't, you can't seem to remember which one was which. Yeah, because yeah, no. remember, Ranma has a phobia of cats. No, it's his it, weakness. All right, the last time it's been like it's been like five years since I've watched Ranma, so I've. I, I'm a, I don't remember a lot about it. If I watch it, I have to start. And I still again. need to collect the last few volumes of the Blu-rays. I, I have, yeah, yeah, I have so many volumes that I need to, because I, I think I have uh, set one and two, so I need three, four, five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the OVA movie collection that's finally coming out. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. But th- those weren't written, or those were written by the TV production, not by the original writer. So they're very different. They, they feel different. Right. But it's good to have, you know, just to complete the collection. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Very good. Oh, good waifu watch. Yes, uh, very good you. waifu thank watch. Thank you, Marvin. Yes, thank you, Marvin. I thank you for because okay, guys. So whenever you bring waifu watch to the table, you have to remember that we a lot of the time we forget even the animes that we watch because we watch so many. So if you guys have a waifu watch that you guys want us to discuss, if we've seen it, we will definitely discuss it because sometimes we just forget. Like, oh yeah, I have a waifu from that series. Which so, brings us to what we're watching slash spring season of anime. Yeah. Yes. So our topicachi for today is we're gonna be talking about the. Uh, the spring season of anime, which is awesome mm-hmm. because I am in love with pretty much everything that I'm watching this season. So far, the same here in my book, too. Even the ones that aren't, like, full-on winners that I've watched, there's still something about them that I really enjoy. Yeah, I w- want to watch a whole bunch of other shows that I haven't... You know what I, I, you know what I want to start out with? Because I haven't watched it yet because I just found out that it came out yesterday uh-huh. or i think it was yesterday maybe it was even sooner uh-huh. was the uh the one by the Oriimo creator that uh Ero, uh manga sensei yep i watched that, that i watched it was it good it's good but it's leaning more towards the brothers probably gonna want to have sex with the stepsister that you know they're probably kind of good towards well, I don't know. Ori Emo didn't go that far. Ori Emo just uh, went as far as like Yeah, kind of did. Yeah, well, it no. Did. Ori Emo went pretty far like as far as like he's like we're going to kiss now and uh sp- spoilers. Uh <laughs> yeah, who cares? Um <laughs> but hey, I got Ori Emo on DVD. I love Ori Emo except for the ending. Yeah, I I I wanted to check that out because I, one I I just love Ori Emo and two Aromanga Sensei seems like it's a really good premise just because, you know, his he finds out that his favorite Aero manga writer is his sister. Nope, that's not how it goes. Oh well, 
Uh, I guess I'll have to watch it and find yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, it had a much better first episode than Oriemo did because I was bored with the first episode of Oriemo. This really? one was actually really good. Uh, I'm just going to start from the top of my... Because any chart, any chart just gives us everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Attack on Titan Season 2. Oh, yeah. So See the, the first episode of that. Yeah, uh, two episodes are out right now, but I only watched the first episode. And I really liked the first episode. It was totally just jumping back into it. You know, uh, it was it was a fun watch and it was interesting. It was it was as crazy as ever because you're just like, oh, my gosh, this has some Game of Thrones stuff going on here because yep. they just kill off characters any way they feel like it. You know, I, I did have to watch the last half of the last episode. So I watched I watched part B of episode 25. Yeah, because you forgot uh, what happened. Oh, there, there's I because the last thing I remember was Annie spoilers, uh, uh, you know, whatever happened to Annie. Um, and then uh Basically, I watched from there on, I remembered all the stuff that I forgot, and then it went right into episode, or season two, so episode 26. Yeah. And uh, it was great. I loved it. I absolutely loved I it. I did too. I forgot how much of an emotional roller coaster Attack on Titan was. Well, because they like to kill off the characters you like. Yeah. Yep. Well, the other thing is too, is that I forgot that it was actually a good show too. You know, yeah. like, uh, all, we've we've had this stint of no Attack on Titan for so long and then, and all we had to do was stew in the fandom. Yeah. And yeah. so for you a never while. never want to stew in fandom. Yeah. So for a while there, it was like, oh man, I can't stand Attack on Titan anymore because everybody's just talking about it. It sucks. And, uh, <laughs> and then season two comes out and you watch it again. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. There's fandom because it's really good. Yeah. Um, and I actually think that the Attack on Titan fan base is actually pretty tame compared to other fandoms. Steven <laughs> <Yeah>. Universe. <laughs> <laughs> um i although i couldn't stand a couple years ago at uh at anime boston when we were at the attack on titan uh english dub premiere and like people were the manga readers were in there going like oh her 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 spoiler this spoiler that and then luckily i didn't hear any of it and then everybody was um kill them Everybody was singing the opening theme song, which was really annoying. <laughs> Bunch of tone um, deaf otaku. <laughs> yeah, well, not only not only can they not speak Japanese, but they also apparently can't speak German. That's why you gotta be listening to some Rammstein. That'll That's help right. you. Rammstein. Uh, and episode two that I haven't watched yet is about Sasha, which is my favorite Attack on Titan character. So I'm pretty excited about that. Unless, but. of course, they kill her off in it. I don't think... I Dude, they're not going to kill Sasha. And then watch it, watch it be an episode about them killing Sasha. Like, <laughs> oh my god, no! We just, watch, we just watch for an entire half hour straight of her getting eaten by Titans. Oh. <laughs> that would be so sexy. What? What? <laughs> Who said that? Hello, Vor. <laughs> Ew. Alright. Uh, the next one that I want to talk about, because I'm super excited about this sequel, is my Hero Academia. Oh, yeah. Yep. And Absolutely. Very good. I, I did like the first two episodes of it. I felt like that they were really starting to dive into what these, like, Olympics for heroes are going to be like. And it's fun. It's funny. But there's that level of intense, like, integrity that is being showcased throughout because they know how important these games really are to showcase these people's powers. Yep. Um, the thing that I forgot about My Hero Academia is how exhausting this show is because of its Shonen Jump style. 
what I mean by that is we barely get any content at all from yeah, episode to every episode. Ep- it takes so long to explain just one thing and to get to the point. Yeah, but when you get to that point, oh man, is it worth the payoff? Yeah. But man, like... Because the only thing that sits in my head from season one is seeing Plus Ultra from <laughs> from uh, All Might. Dude, All Might is the best character All ever. All Might yes. is the greatest thing ever, and I know we've said that a million times on the show, but it's true, and All Might is the greatest superhero ever, but like, so watching him on screen anytime is, is amazing. But now, uh, we're back at the beginning of the season, and the beginning of Shonen anime seasons are always so slow mm-hmm. and it takes so long to get to the plot point uh there are the main the main juice of the story when the arc is just about to end and man do they pull out their whole arcs to take their sweet old time yeah. like well this is going to be so, like a 26 episode season compared to the 12 episode season that was last year yeah oh, good and think how long it's going to take for that to go on for <laughs> Oh, man, I, I'm looking forward to My Hero Academia Season 2 so much, but at the same time, it's going to be exhausting waiting for something good to happen. So um, much exposition! Probably. Why are they yeah, taking probably. five minutes to explain this move? Yeah. And why is there another flashback now? Yeah. Um, why is there a that, flashback within that, that flashback? That's definitely a thing that I like about my hero academia though is i like all the characters yeah Yeah. so because they're developing so many characters i i and i like the characters i don't mind watching them to be the characters well here's the thing too in episode one of this season we got um we got urara's yeah uh, backstory and it was brief it was only like two minutes it was brief and it was cute it was adorable it was great so. They only spent like two minutes on explaining it, and it had everything that we needed to know about her character. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, I I just think that the characters are so well developed in in this show, and even the bad guys, even the villains, the quote unquote villains, the antagonists, I should say, in this season are really cool. They're really I, interesting. Yeah. yeah. The fact that well, I mean, I haven't I haven't watched episode two yet, so don't yeah. go too far. Well, I, I'm not. I mean, the premise. Is that, like, the antagonist in the series is that because Class A was stuck with all of those villains yeah. and they and they all survived, everybody's gunning for them now because they're like, oh, they got to actually fight villains and stuff now, so now we have to be better than them. Right. So everybody hates Class A. <laughs> so, really intense like like there's there's so many people in the show who just suddenly hate all these really awesome characters another show that i'm excited to start that's starting again in season two is psychono because oh yeah that one hasn't started yet though yeah a few no in a couple days it'll start by the time this episode comes out it will have started Mm -hmm. uh but that was one of my favorite harems to come out in a long time Mm -hmm. it's it's really well animated. It's a little dirty sometimes, which I'm not super thrilled about, but it's not filthy. Yeah, there's a lot of cousin love. Yeah, there's a lot of cousin love, which is <laughs> we're, normal. We're in going Japan, back to this again, I see. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is which is normal in Japan, I guess. But uh, it it has some funny aspects because you know one of the girls is an arrow manga writer and one of the girls is a writer writer who writes light light novels. And then his cousin writes music, and they're all making a visual novel together. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's really cool because some of, or all of the characters very clearly like the main character, 
and they're all kind of competing with one one another to get the attention of the main character and one of them's a tsundere and they call her a tsundere and they're they're saying why are you playing the tsundere you know and then there's the girl who physically hurts him and beats him and then but it's all done in this weird realistic setting yep. it's not anime cartooniness it's realistic although the main character is a cartoon character of him in himself because he doesn't like any of the girls back because the only thing that he really likes is 2d waifus yes <laughs> yeah but uh it is one of my favorite animes it's a very drama no like, it's very uh, drama uh, yeah it is one of my favorite harems to come out in quite a while yeah and i really <laughs> enjoy watching it so season two coming out is pretty exciting to me yes. yeah there's a lot of drama in it um in in that same respect we have only a little bit of time left before we get the first episode of uh, Sword Oratoria. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls on a dungeon on the side? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm actually pretty excited about this because it follows the other crew, but not because... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It follows, what's her name? Eyes. That main girl? Wise. Oh, Ice. Yeah. Um, but those two dark-skinned Amazonian girls are going <laughs> to oh, be very oh, prominent oh, Of course. Uh, yeah, that's why you want to tune in for that. Yeah, it, no, uh, dead serious. It is. That is absolutely why I'm gonna well, that's because, because I think Eyes was one of the worst characters in Dynasty. I, I didn't think Eyes was that bad of no, a character. I didn't think she was she bad. Was, I felt she I... was very. She's very one dimensional, but the other characters are cute. So I'm gonna watch them. <laughs> I may or may not have dojins of them. <laughs> well, you see, the thing about Eyes was she. For me, she started as one dimensional, as like the tough warrior girl. But then, as she started like getting into Belle's life a little bit more, you realize that she isn't one-dimensional. She actually has a little bit of those sort of layers. So the deeper you go with the story, you see that she isn't just, you know, super warrior girl slashing everything for the gold and money and whatnot. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that'll be interesting to see when it comes out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up is one that we've all watched. Uh, All right. At least episode one. Yeah, episode two hasn't come out yet. Right. And... it's uh, uh, Love Tyrant? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and <laughs> Evan, I know you really liked it. Yep. I thought it was only okay. And I Jonathan, didn't like and it. And Jonathan didn't like it. Okay. Uh, it's very spread across the spectrum because, one, uh, I know you thought it was... Uh, the, the main girl in it, which is... Guri. Guri. She is the best character in the she show. Is. Yeah, one, she is. Her, 
Her character design is phenomenal. She has a great character design, and she's, she's the v- only one with character design. Yeah, and she's re- and she's really really cute. Oh, those Japanese uh, scientists working hard for to create the cutest Japanese character. But they failed on this one. They did not beat out uh, uh, Himari. They did. They just Hikari. Didn't. You mean Hikari, or do you mean her twin? Oh yeah, Hikari. Hikari. Anyway, um, so the thing that really bugs me about this show is the animation is really bad. Uh, it's very, very blocky mm-hmm. and very, hey, we just took this cell and slid it across the, uh, across the screen. It's budgeted. Yeah, yeah. It's, and there's very little animation in it. Uh, and because they do that, uh, character reactions are not that good. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't, res- they don't over-the-top respond to character reactions. Like a show like Interviews with Monster Girls, where every single facial animation, facial reaction was perfectly silhouetted out to react to whatever a character said to make it funny. Right. Yeah. However, in this show, the animation is so weak that they still have facial reactions and, and stuff, but it's not stretched out they don't though there i remember specifically there's one scene where the main character is actually his voice actor is like ah like freaking out yeah but his his animation's not doing yeah i I saw that i i did see that and yeah Um, i kind of noticed that as well too but i felt like the more stronger aspect of love tyrant is the, the a bit of the writing i feel is a bit stronger than the animation itself yeah, but I don't know, though, because they packed so much information into episode one that I feel like they could have taken episode one and just made it a, a, a three-minute short anime for the entirety of the season, to be honest. Uh, it, like, that's how fast the first episode moved. They took out so many of the most important aspects of the characters' relationships with one another in the first episode. I was like, where are they even going to go from here? Like that makes me it makes me nervous about the rest yeah. of the series. They did play off of it pretty well. Yeah. When they when they kind of twisted it around to like they added the Yuri relationship into it as well. The Yuri incest relationship. Yeah. yeah well, Yuri. and that was that was it. All of a sudden, like it was a Yuri relationship, and then all of a sudden it turned into a Yuri incest relationship, which made it funny. Yeah. Um. But it and that was like the joke. You know, it was playing off of the haha Yuri incest. Yeah. But. What did you think uh, of the uh, the yandere aspect? It's funny, but it's it's kind of you got somewhat angel power, so you can stab them all you want. Yay! Yeah, that was definitely a very magical plot solving acorn. Um, <laughs> the it's it's good, but there's no basis behind it. Like like we said. All of a sudden, she just kind of liked this guy because it's just like, oh, I've always liked you, but now all of a sudden I'm a, I'm a yandere, and uh, but I've always been a yandere, and yeah. but none of that was explained or presented to us. All this information was it wasn't just developed. Given to us. Yeah, it, it was just kind of like, it was just kind of like, okay, the character accepts that that you know he likes her, and and it it was it was too rushed. The first episode was extremely rushed, yeah. and I hate that cat character. I hate him <laughs> so much. Not funny. Um, yeah, he's pretty bad. Like his his character design also very poorly designed and creepy. People are, are, are yeah, people are freaked out that he's creepy, but he's creepy in an actually creepy kind of way. Like he does dip down into that um, uncanny valley. uncanny valley. Yeah. But you're still but still technically at this point in this in the game, you're supposed to still like him, but you don't. 
Yeah. Um, I think that if it, what they did is if they changed his eyes a little bit to look a little bit more friendly, it could still most very certainly be creepy that he has a human face. But because his eyes are like that creepy dead stare, he actually is creepy, and you don't like him at all. Like you can't, you can't like him. Yeah, it, it's a character design flaw. Um, not from just from like an actual hey, I know how to design character standpoint. Right. Okay. Like, he, he actually has some flaws. In, a, in him yeah and there were definitely a lot of like the whole thing with uh guri living in the same house as the guy and the parents just uh, like accept that he's there the parents were just, yeah the parent characters were just brushed aside as well they were yeah. yeah the parents and the sister like they were they're uninteresting it's it was really hard to watch for me all right yeah, that's I, fair enough i mean i, mean, yeah. I know it's not gonna be like the show that i like so far, I like it. I like the humor aspect. I like the style it's going for. But I know for a fact that it's probably going to disappoint me later on. It's just waiting for that point to occur for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, and I'm going to continue to watch it. Me too. Right, for Guri. <laughs> for Guri. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm going to keep continue watching. I, I want to see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, but I know that it's not going to be like the greatest harem ever, or it's going to be the greatest comedy ever. But it'll it'll be it'll be fun to watch, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just have to know that the animation is going to be pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Boruto. Yes, yeah. Boruto. <laughs> what a great premiere that was. So what I really liked about Boruto was that it feels different. It does not feel like Naruto, and I love Naruto. <laughs> First and foremost, there are characters in Boruto who actually like Boruto. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to everybody just hating Naruto, but. And here's and here's the thing. Uh, I like Naruto. Yep. But Naruto was made for our generation. Boruto feels like it's a show made for the next generation of anime fans. Hence right? why different. it's in the title, Next Generations. Yeah. It's it's different. It yep. it feels like a different show, and it feels like a different society because society has advanced in the Naruto universe. Right. Yep. So. So they these kids have all this new stuff that their parents didn't have, our Naruto characters, and it's cool to watch, and I really like it. And they it was really well-paced. It was a good introduction to the characters mm-hmm. uh, in the first episode because some of the characters were missing. Yeah. They didn't... Serato wasn't even in it. Yep. Right. Um, at least until the end. And uh, it was really good because, you know, she, she'll have her own entrance, but... In the manga, in the epilogue of the manga for Naruto, it has a, a short Boruto a, uh, chapter, and it hints that Sarada already likes Naruto or Boruto. Mm-hmm. Like she has a crush on him, like a little bit of a crush on him, which she did in the movie as well. Right. Yep. Uh, which, by the way, saw... can, I, can I state that I'm so happy that they're not rehashing the movie like they did Yet. with Dragon Ball Super. They're not doing it yet because Boruto starts before the movie occurs. Which is true, but hopefully they'll just be like, oh, if you want to see what happened here, watch the damn movie. Yeah, well, Well, I hope so. Yeah, because the thing is, is the the Chunin exams aren't that far away from the entrance ceremony of the school. Yeah. Yes. So, like, uh, they, I mean, and they, yeah, ah. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I am kind of worried about that. That they are just going to rehash. I think they are. I think there's going to be at least at least one episode where they're going to rehash from the movie. I just hope that they don't spend six months. Yeah. Yeah. What I think that they're going to do is they're going to cut out the epicness that was the movie and Super Rasengan with Dad sort of thing. Yeah. You know. I think they're going to skip that. I am super excited for what Boruto is going to because because. 
my favorite chapter of Naruto was when they were all little kids. Yep. So now we're basically back to them being little kids. But we get to see all of our favorite characters as adults our age. Like, yes. our age characters. Like that's Yeah, what... well, it seems like they're already planning another thousand episodes of Boruto because the the show started out with Nar- or with Boruto being all grown up. So does the manga. Yes. Yep. The manga did that too. But the manga starts at the movie. Ah. So the manga that's currently coming out is just a rehash of the movie. Ah. Right. Okay. But you see, at least we know that they have a game plan for this anime, and it's not going to be... Despite it being actually a filler, they're not going to be having fillers within the filler. Yep. If if you get what I'm trying to say. I do. I do get what you're trying to say, because they actually have the content to put out for right now. Right. Um, Evan, you saw Anonymous Noise at Anime Boston. Yes. That's coming. That's technically coming out this season. Uh, yeah. as, actually, as a matter of fact, from this recording, the first episode premieres tomorrow. Yep. It's um. Yeah. It's going to be an anime strike exclusive. And the more I see good shows going to anime strike, the more I'm like, Ugh, maybe I should get it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with Sword Oratorio going there too. Is that really going to be an exclusive? It is. To... It is. It's an exclusive. So so we're losing. Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon unless you have Amazon? Right. Wait, seriously? Yep. Oh, I'm going to have to steal it. I said that on the podcast. What? <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a hard pill to swallow because, I mean, I, Amazon picking up on the anime thing is a good idea, but the market's already been tapped. And I, I really don't think they're going to be successful at it because people aren't going to Amazon for anime. They never have. And they, if they wanted to do that, then they should have established that with some good anime content on Amazon Prime so their Amazon Prime users could have watched good anime content for free. And they didn't. So now we just have to accept that Amazon has this anime channel that you have to pay extra money for. Right. And, and it's just, it, it seems like it's going to be a waste. I mean, you know, this is the one of those situations where you have, like, one company, like, with Funimation partnering up with Crunchyroll... And now we have what seems like Sentai Filmworks partnering up with Amazon Strike. And, you know, it's not something that I want to, you know, put blame on Sentai or any of these companies. They're just trying to do what they think is best to expand their viewership. Whether or not what we're going to see is going to work with Anime Strike, unless... And I believe that... I think this is what's going to happen. I think Anime Strike... Maybe not this year, but next year, becoming its own separate service as an offshoot from Amazon. Uh huh. I think that's what's going to happen because they're going to see the numbers and they're going to realize that no one's going to want to pay for both Amazon Prime and then an extra five bucks a month for Anime Strike. They're going to be like, okay, what if we were to offer this? Like seven dollars a month for anime strike if you don't want the Amazon Prime, or if you still want Amazon Prime, we'll still do the five bucks a month for for that. Mm. Or some or something. You know, that's, that was just coming off of the top of my head. Like who knows? Maybe they might offer anime strike for free for Amazon Prime, and then yeah, if to you Prime don't, members to Prime members, but if you just want Anime Strike, you can get that for separate for like six or seven bucks a month. That I can get behind. Same here. Yeah, that that business plan I could get behind. But anyways, Anonymous Noise. Um, like this one actually might have, this was like the first time where I was almost convinced to actually get Anime Strike because 
I'm a fan of like music based music anime shows. Yeah. And as people know, like I did enjoy like Fuka this past season despite the changes and such. And you know, you see how passionate I get when I have to write a review of an anim about music based anime, especially when there's one that's really bad. Mm-hmm. Cuz you know, I'm you know, I'm partial to what what should be like showcasing what great Japanese music should be. And Anonymous Noise does a very good job with that. They do a great job with showcasing really good music and very strong performances. Like what what really drew me in was watching the main character behind the mic singing. And it's not just her like being stationary behind the mic like what you see in most anime series. She's grabbing the back of her head. She's swaying back and forth, screaming the lyrics, sort of like this Amy Lee Evanescence sort of thing or like headphones president or something like that. Like you get to see the emotion of the lyrics just bellowing out of her. And it's quite impressive how they did it. Cool. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that sounds good. So like anonymous noise is something that I think a lot of people are going to enjoy Plus, it's got Daisuke Ono in it. Like, when you know Daisuke Ono's involved, you know it's going to be a good show. He, it's true. He, Daisuke Ono does have... Either that or they're just putting a lot of money into it and hoping something sticks. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I do recommend Anonymous Noise from the first episode, and people can read my full impressions of it on the Boss of Bash Brigade page. I know I posted it on the Wicked Anime Facebook, but just in case. We watched anything else this season yet? I, I have shows that I want to watch, but I haven't even touched them yet. Um, uh, Hinako Notes, The uh, Royal Tutor, Sakura I, Quest, Berserk started again. Yeah, Allison Zeruko. I'll, I'll say, okay, okay, so Hinako Note, I watched the first episode of. It is going to be one of those shows where it's just cute girls doing cute things. Uh, I'm worried it's going to be a little bit like on the unhappy side, like the show unhappy last year yep, where yep. it's going to be, Oh, the, the main character has this flaw where she, where she can't really speak in a public place. And she literally freezes up into a scarecrow to the point where actually birds land on her, her arms when she's in that position. <laughs> but, um, it's cute. I'm, I'm going to give it a couple more watches before I decide whether or not to continue on with it, but... It looks like Keen Moza. It does. A little bit, but it, I feel like it doesn't have the character development thus far that Keen Moza had. Sakura Quest, which I thought was really good, had like this, this woman who's been trying to find a job. She's been elected to be queen of this like village that is like a fake country of sorts, and she's going to... St- Stay there for an entire year while she does her queen business. It's very... I want to say it reminds me of what they did with Kumamiko last year, but in a good way. Like, there's not going to be that F.U. ending that Kumamiko had. Like, the basic premise of them try, of this village trying to recapture their glory days. And they brought this girl in to help with that. Yeah, kind of like an uh, Amagami Brilliant Park sort of A little thing. bit, a little bit. yeah. But it looks it looks nice. It looks sweet, and I do like the animation of it. Yeah, it actually kind of reminds me of um, of uh, Shirobako. Yeah, a lot of people animation, actually were comparing yeah. it to Shirobako for some reason. Huh. Well, the animation style, like the character designs, look like Shirobako. Yeah, yeah. That's um, about as far as I can maybe go it's with the that. same One studio. Of, Could be the same studio. 
Very well, yeah. could be. Um, one of the ones that I ha- also have not watched yet, but am interested in starting watch is uh, Allison Zuru. Uh, oh, dude, Zoroku. that is a so. Just to give you the heads up, the first episode is almost an hour long. Yes, I, I did. I, I did, did notice that. that. Good. First off, great action sequences in the beginning. Some nice humor between the little girl and the older person uh, uh, between Zoroku. Um. It does look like it's. It could be the sleeper hit of of the year, or or rather of the season. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't dove into that one yet. I don't even really know what it's about, but I definitely want to watch it. You know, I knew nothing about it other than the picture, like the cover picture of the cute little girl and the older man. I'm like, this could be nice. Walked into it and be like, that was actually really good. Yeah. So go right, go good. in with no expectations and just. That's my opinion. Just go, yeah. go in without any expectations, and I think you will leave very impressed. Uh, let's see. Oh, I watched this one. It's a short anime called The World of Yamizukan. It's a short story series about, like, it's it's horror stories. And the first episode was so uninteresting that I, I, I was glad it was only three minutes long. Um, I mean, it was basically the, the entirety of the first episode was... This man saw his wife doing, like, getting dressed in the middle of the night after, when they were supposed to be sleeping. And then she started walking out of the house. So the guy followed her out of the house. And she's walking through the woods. And she meets this guy. And the guy is like, hey, don't, don't, like, what are you doing with my wife? And then he runs up to the other man figure. And he notices that he's twice as tall. And then they get abducted by aliens. And then they're abducted. And then they're abducted by aliens in yeah, the end. The end. <laughs> Like it was, it was supposed to be a horror story, but it was just so blatantly not interesting in the least. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. You, whenever you're running horror and you're not Junji Ito, good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did, Which I bought all of his books at Anime Boston. Oh, nice. I have his entire collection now. Yay! Well, except for the ones that were only released in Japan. Boo! Boo. Boo. All the short stories that we don't have. Mm. I really want short stories. Have either of you watched the first episode of Akashic Records of Bastard Magical Instructor? No. No, I have that one in my queue, though. Um, Animation-wise, it's kind of meh, but yeah. I liked the main character, just him being just this really uninterested teacher, just just literally being a real bastard to the students. And that's really all I can yeah. say about it for now. Because um, yeah. <laughs> I don't really want to spoil too much, but like he gets forced into teaching and how he gets forced is pretty funny. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I have it in my queue. Okay. And I'm ready to watch it whenever I get the chance. Um, so. so there's that. Um, the Laughing Salesman was really entertaining. Oh, I have that one in my queue too, and it seemed very odd. Well, the thing is, it's trying to recapture the style, because it's from one of the co-creators of uh, Doraemon. Okay, that makes sense. So it's got that sort of classical look to it. Like, if you watch Osumatsu-san, it looks like you're watching Osumatsu-san. Uh-huh, right. And I liked the pacing of the story because it's split into two, like, mini-stories each episode. And mm. I like how you don't quite know where they're going with it until, like, the very last minute. And you'll see mm. what he was trying to teach this person or rather what he was trying to trick that person into doing. The Laughing Salesman reminds me of that very evil uh, Mark Hamill Joker from the original Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of see that. 
Yeah, um, I haven't. Grant, I haven't watched the episode, so I don't really know how he acts. But based on the artwork that I see, it like the laughing salesman kind of scares me in that old classic Joker kind of way. I mean, he does have that scary vibe to it because his thing is like, I don't sell products; I sell souls. So it's and it's not necessarily human souls. He's selling sort of something that the human soul wants or desires. And sometimes, or for what we've seen so far in these first two episodes, you'll see how it backfires on the individual. Huh. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it's, it's, it's kind of kind, yeah, it's kind of like they're warning tales of sorts. Kind of like Hellgirl. Yeah. Sort, or... A little bit, but with, um, I, I wouldn't say a funnier sort of outcome, but a more, um, they're not being dragged into hell afterwards sort of outcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last one I watched was one that actually just came up today in Netflix, in the uh, um, Crunchyroll queue, and it was Sugumono. Sugumomo. Uh-huh. Yep. I just added that one to my queue as well. Uh, very enjoyable. You'll notice that the main girl, the one who's like the main spirit, is voiced huh. by the same woman who played Satania and Gabriel Dropout. So you're kind of oh, getting good. you're kind of getting a similar character of her, but as a as someone who is like a good guy, not not someone who's trying to be evil. I I liked it. It's it has this sort of it definitely feels like it's an anime that should have aired like a few years ago. Like it's like it's been like lost in, in the times and such. But at the same time, it's just really enjoyable, very funny, a little naughty here and there. Yeah, I just I was just reading that action comedy etchy supernatural. Mm. So it actually has an etchy rating, and they usually only add an etchy tag when it's actually pretty prominent. Yeah, it it it, it is kind of prominent in the first episode, not so much in the second episode. Uh, there's there's a bathing scene of sorts, and there's a couple dick jokes thrown in there from time to time. <laughs> But some very funny ones. I actually enjoyed it. It kind of reminds me more of, like, Gona Guy's comedy stuff. His etchy comedy in a little bit. Huh. So more than a few years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's all the time we really have. Yeah. And I think I went through uh, everything that I've been watching. I think we covered most of it, minus like, oh, hey, the Blame movie's coming out. Oh, hey, there's a new Resident Evil movie coming out. Just stuff on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, Blame is coming out on Netflix. Uh-huh. It's a classic cyberpunk yep. show. I remember. Yep. Now, uh, we got quite a bit of fan service to go through. We do? Well, it's... I thought we only had one. It's, like, not quite a bit, but it's 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 been sitting there. It's kind of old, so... I mean, granted, we got a lot of fan service from Ian over the past couple weeks, one of which was what I posted on Facebook, which was his uh, blueprint for our future nakery. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gave us news bell, John, at Anime Boston. Uh, we also have a What Not to Buy at a Convention... From uh, yeah, our Wicked, Wicked fan, fan Anna. Anna. This is, yeah, and Anna, we know you've been very patient. Thank you very much because obviously Con Month threw us off and you send it right. Literally, we got this email from you right after we had already finished uh, recording our episode. I was like, oh, look, an email. Yeah. And hers, as she qu- as I quote her, she says, it's kind of a do as I say, not as I do because she is talking about grab bags. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 I. I kind of I kind of get the same thing too. Whenever there's a grab bag, I was like, I really want that grab bag, and then you open it up, you're just like, I shouldn't have bought this. At all. <laughs> yeah, well, I got you that uh, grab bag that was Monster Hunter stuff at um, at Rhode Island Comic Con. That's right. Yeah, and it, I, 
I, I I ended up keeping half of it. <laughs> I, got, I got the uh, I got the Kigurumi from it. Yeah, that's true. You got you got a Palico Kigurumi. But I also got my own Monster Hunter grab bag at uh, Anime Boston 2016, and that came with a full Palico figurine in Sergio armor. Like it was tall. Yeah, mm. that was a good one. I mean, one of the things that we did for grab bags, we would buy a plushy grab bag so that we could give them away as prizes whenever we played our Anime Boston games. Yeah. And I mean, that is a yeah. budget budget way of of doing that. I mean, the the dealers in the dealers room who we bought them from made a bargain or made a deal off of us, you know. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's interesting in the aspect for for Anna. She says that uh, she's the kind of fan that isn't big on collecting things. So, like, she's not into anime uh, cells or wall scrolls or figurines or anything like that. So, you know, what do you buy? And it's a little bit of an interesting thing to get a grab bag because you don't really know what you're going to get. You might be excited to find something if you're not really into it. Well, it gives you that thing like, hey, I don't like collecting things, but if I buy this grab bag, then I don't have a choice of whatever's in here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so so it's almost like you bought a grab bag, but you don't have the options all around you of like hey you could get you could buy this or you could buy this it's like no i'm gonna buy a grab bag and whatever you give me is what i'm gonna get yeah or because as she says in her email you know it's it's hard to to give away those angelic layer volume 3 dvds or uh or a character keychain that has is completely unidentifiable to you (laughs) so like so it's a toss-up at the most but i guess in the same way that a lot of places sell those mystery boxes that have those little mini figurines that Christine loves to buy. Yeah. Um, it's, it's having that box in your hand. That's the most exciting part about it. And then you open it up and you're like, this is crap. Yeah. Oh no, that, that was, a, that was the same thing. Like, uh, I was trying to buy a gift for one of my coworkers because we play Monster Hunter together. <laughs> yes. And he and so they sold keychains, the mystery box keychains of every single weapon in Monster Hunter. So they had like all the symbols but in keychain form. And I bought four of them and none of them were the hunting horn. Yeah. Cuz Brent is a hunting horn hunter and none of them that I got were a hunting horn. As a matter of fact, you got like three bows. Yeah, and <laughs> not only that, but they were completely useless to me because I couldn't even keep them because they were weapons that I have no interest in using when I play Monster Hunter. Yeah, and but you got a Palico one. Too. I did get a Palico one, that's what I gifted to him instead. Uh, but I really just he was a hunting horn hunter and I really wanted to like give him that hunting horn because that was so special. But those <laughs> damn boxes don't tell you what's <laughs> yeah. inside of them. Yeah. Those mystery boxes are, are, are a blessing and a curse. Uh, Tempsu gifted me one Did as he? well because uh, they had little Palico keychains. And so we both got little Palico things and he opened up one. I forget what he got, but the one that was inside of mine was a Melinx uh-huh. Palico. So the black and white one, which is the Palico that I use, uh, with Ludroth armor on it. Ah. So it was it was pretty cool. It was this guy right here. Nice. So, uh, and and Tempsu gifted that to me. So I gifted him the uh, heavy bow gun because that's the that was one of the weapons he he tested out using. Oh really? Yeah. So ah, that's funny. Well, Anna, thank you so much for your contribution to our con month. And uh, yeah, and at the end she said happy con month, and I we sure as heck did. Yeah, we had the best con month. Yeah, that was a great con month. Well, one of the very sure best. To... Yeah. Yeah. So, so Tempsu messaged. Us. Yeah, Tempsu sent us one kind of like a good closing message for the end of con month too. Uh, He said, I'll read it straight out. 
I'd like to give out a couple of awards because I'm afraid I'll forget them otherwise. The best t-shirt of Anime Boston 2017 was this No Waifu, No Laifu t-shirt, which I saw a lot of people had bought. Yeah. It said No Waifu, No Laifu across it, and there was a nude anime girl on the inside of the text. And, really? And there were, and like there, she was being covered up by... I missed it. I, I totally missed it. Yeah, I saw a couple people with it. Uh, Evan, you might disagree with this one. The best plushie of Anime Boston 2017 was a... Uh, Great competition between the Brachiodios and the Zenogar plushies that we had found while we were monster hunting. Yeah. And um, it warmed our frozen monster hunter heart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Hestia one that the Sentai Filmworks booth had was pretty cool, though. Which is I, uh, um, which is one of the ones I bought. And, but then you also bought the Kenosubo ones, which were amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't believe that these are crane game prizes. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah. I know. Uh, We're getting gypped here in America. We get these little teeny tear things. Japan gets waifus. Yeah. And then, so he said, in the end, though, the absence of a Megumin plushwood just Which is true. Deep, of Which course. is true. And I'm the, surprised that they haven't made a Megumin one for them. Yeah. And the Poogie plush takes the award by the nose. Yeah, that's right. That giant uh, Monster Hunter Poogie. Yeah, I should have uh, I should have bought it and named it John Ham Because that's, <laughs> that's what I named my Poogie in Monster Hunter was yeah. John Ham. Poogies are pigs, for any, anybody who doesn't know. Um, all right, let's see. The best show of AB 2017. Oh, yeah. this We had snow uh, in the convention hall. <laughs> yeah, no, he said best snow of AB 2017. Oh, best snow. The <laughs> snow dripping in the panel room. <laughs> yeah, so it was snowing during Anime Boston 2017. And it was snowing in Anime yeah. Boston 2017. There was an open hole in the top of the roof. And it wasn't just dripping water. Actual snow was, was coming in. Yeah, yeah, it was really funny. It was, it was very strange. So it was snowing inside the convention center while we were... Uh, who, who we were watching? We were watching Patrick yes. Sites. Yeah, yeah, we were watching. And, yeah. uh... And finally, best puns of AB 2017. Derek. <laughs> yeah. Uncontested. Derek of the Boston Bastard Brigade crew, uh, he could shell them out like nobody's I... business. And he made all of our frustrated, where are you, texts. Uh, so Yeah, like, so funny. Cause... Like, for instance, we were waiting for the closing ceremonies and Victoria was frustrated because she couldn't find us. And she was like, where are you guys? And Derek was like, the best kind of skates of the 90s. In line. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to point out that uh, seeing that Tempsu mentioned the Brachidios and the Zenogar plushes, mm -hmm. that I also found an Arzuros plushie from Monster Hunter, which is the bear that is my favorite armor. And I actually have a figurine of a Monster Hunter girl wearing that armor, which is amazing. Yeah. It's one of my fav favorite figurines that I have. Uh, so I almost bought that. I And I, it, they were selling them not too expensive, but I decided against it because I had already bought a Final Fantasy Mikote plushie, mm -hmm. and that was good enough for me. Yeah. I found Final Fantasy Cat Yay. Girls. Yay! You know what? I realized <laughs> I don't have any Cat Girls in my Nendoroid collection. I need to change that. I would... I, I, was, <laughs> I was trying to find, because one of my favorite Love Life characters is Rin, and she's like the cat girl in the group, and they, there's nothing cat girl related to her. Huh. That's odd. Like, she's the one who always, like, ends her sentences with, Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but like, which is a very strange practice in Japan in Moe culture. Well, yeah, in Moe culture because you would never see anybody in America end their sentences with in meow. meow. Yeah, I, I, I know somebody who does that. Oh, cool, meow. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a fan service from Wicked Fan Scott. Oh, it's good to hear. All from the way Scott. in the UK. Yeah. Uh, he, Jolly good. <laughs> he 
He's been uh, watching a lot of uh, Twitch TV slash Nerdy Show with Steve-O. Yeah, Friday Night Fan Fiction. And one thing that he wanted, he said he just listened to our first episode of Con Month, and he thought it was very important to mention to us that Steve-O on um, Step Tuesdays, which is one of their stream team uh, stream shows where Steve-O will do a workout show with Step Mania. He actually has a Step Mania pad. Uh, otherwise, he'll just use, you know, if you just want to go there and listen to good music and stuff like that. Um, he also says that he has been playing Senran Kagura Estival Versus uh, with the Step Mania pad. What? What indeed? So, now this... How is that even possible? See, now this kind of confuses me because... I know Stevo has had Estival Versus for the uh, PSP. Is this still his PSP version, or has he gotten a PS4 version and we need to play with him? Well, I would um, imagine that it would be a computer version because the Step Mania wouldn't be on the PS4. Right, oh. because they just came out with it on Steam. Yeah, so you I know, I it. I think I should buy it for Steam. I gotta I've gotta check. Is it for Mac or is it only for PC? Only for PC, so no nude mods for you. No, I, I didn't even care about nude mods. I just want, like, because if I... Are there nude mods? Does. Are there nude mods? There will be. There will be. Because um, cause the thing is, is, uh, you know, I always have my computer with me, but I can't always take my PS4 with me. So if I had Estival Versus on my computer, and I could just take my computer with me, I could play it whatever the heck I wanted. <laughs> that uh, is true. But yeah, uh, that's a good plug for... Nerdy show and although uh, although I will team. say that um, XC Games made a joke about there being Estival Versus on the Nintendo Switch, <laughs> and they posted a picture of the PlayStation Vita cover of Estival Versus on top of a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, was that on April? 1st? Although that although that would be cool if they brought it to Nintendo Switch yeah. because Senran Kagura did start out on the 3DS. Yes, yes, it did. Man, there's a lot of stuff here. There's Senran Kagura, like there's a lot of DLC stuff. You can buy all. You can buy all of the DLC for eighty two dollars. Wow! A, oh, practically eighty three dollars on Steam, and like the game itself is forty dollars, and all the DLC content for Steam is eighty two eighty eight. Wow! <laughs> and, except one of them's free: the Summer Freedom Pack. Yeah. Yeah, some of the clothing is free, Ooh, but at least it's what? still better than that one hundred dollar DLC for Gal Gun Double Piece. Yeah. <laughs> what? There's a $100 DLC thing for Galgun Double Piece, and that is so you can see through their clothes. Oh. Really? <laughs> Jeez. But if you want to see through their clothes, you got to pay up $100, or you can be normal and just watch porn like everybody else. Yeah, that's freer, and it's that's like that's super perverted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, not I don't know, but this, <laughs> well, I was, I was going to say something completely different, not related to that. Uh, just that Senran Kagura, it's super tempting. So if I if I were to get a PC whenever I decide to get it, I might buy, rebuy this because I love this game. <laughs> I like it the first line game. in the trailer. Time to steam up your windows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's time for some shameless plugs because we got to get going. Okay. All right. If you guys want to join in on the conversation, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we discussed most of the stuff that we were talking about today, which was on our Facebook page. Um, you can also find us on nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime if, uh, to listen to the podcast if you're not already listening to it on SoundCloud or on iTunes, which... We have a new review. We do have a new review. So if you guys write us a review on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, which helps... 
our show get better and more recognized uh, and write us a good review, we will read it on the show. Like this. For instance, we have from Ivan Rodeski. Uh, he says, wicked good. Wicked five stars. good. Five stars. These guys always have a good podcast. They really enjoy putting it on, and it shows. Yeah. And that that really makes us feel good about the fact that people can see that we actually enjoy doing this. Because we do. Of course we do. And well, without all of you, it and would be nothing. We seriously, seriously, seriously do this for the fans. Yeah. Because if we didn't have you guys, we would not have a show. Yeah, we couldn't, so, do, we couldn't do it because nobody would be listening. We'd just be talking to a wall. Yeah, and and it probably would have gotten very old very fast mm-hmm. if you guys weren't listening, and we probably would have stopped. So the fact that you guys are out there to support us do this show, we love you for it. Yes. So thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so if you guys want to join us on our social medias as well, you can find us at Twitter and tweet us at YoWickedAnime. We tumble tumble things sometimes on Tumblr at wickedanime.tumblr.com. And, of course, we have Twitch TV, which we don't use too often, but when we do, it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, at oh, Especially the summer when Senran Kara comes around. Yeah! Uh, at Wicked Anna Play. That is Wicked Annie Play. Evan. Evan, your turn. What do you have? All right. So, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastion Brigade, and there are going to be quite a few videos coming out from Anime Boston, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. For any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our show, No Borders, No Race, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter at KingBabyDuckESH. Yes, I changed my Twitter because I was getting sick and tired of saying underscore all the time in between. <laughs> and you can also follow me on the J-Pop video games and on anime amino pages at KingBabyDuckESH as well. Uh, like us on Facebook.com slash Brigade and on Facebook.com slash LandFesh. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, including the Electric Sisterhood. Phil's Recap and Review, Smash Rook, and Nerd Crave. And can I actually end with just a little bit of a plug? Like, I've actually finally, after four months, I have found my first contender for Album of the Year. Oh, wow. And it's an album that I actually sent Andrew and Jonathan. I don't know if they've listened to it yet, but the band is called Satellite Young. And all yep, of, I did. I listened to a track or two. Yeah, all of their songs sound like the best, like opening and ending themes to anime from the '80s and early '90s. Yeah, uh, it has that electronic flair to it. It's an interesting too. concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it sounds really authentic, and it also sounds very modern at the same time. So you're not getting that washed out kind of. Uh, you know, retro feel to it. It still sounds like a modern music, but it, it also still sounds, it has that retro feel in the instruments yes. that they're playing, but the recording quality is way better. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? And it, it's, it's one of those albums where as you're listening to it, you're going to want to confess your love to your high school sweetheart and then go off and pile a giant robot for an epic battle. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Definitely, that's my first contender for album of the year. Satellite Young, they're self-titled. You can find it on their Bandcamp, on Amazon, and on iTunes. Yep, you can also find it on YouTube on a Retro New Wave uh, channel, and the entire album is on there. Right, that too. Oh, Retro New Wave, I listen to them. They yep. do a lot of uh, synthwave stuff. Yep, they have Satellite Young. 
Hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, take a listen to them on there. If you like it so much, go out and support them because, you know, without your support, they don't know if they're popular enough to come over here and perform for you. If you like it so much, why don't you marry it? <laughs> well, the lead singer is kind of cute. Oh no, she is very yeah. cute. She is. All right. So thank you very much, guys, for joining us on this episode of Wicked Anime. Uh, we will look forward to having you listen to us the next time. And next time, maybe we'll talk some more shows that we watched after we catch up a little bit. We'll I, see. I hope you listen to us. Yes. Yeah. So thank you very much. Until next time. And now we'll sign off the only way we know how. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Is there an airplane flying overhead, Evan? Yes, there is. I have my windows open. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's okay. It's a nice I, day. Come on. It's you gotta embrace spring. this nice warm weather. Yeah, spring finally showed up. Well, the the only thing that popped into my head because we were talking about Dar- Don Hertzfeld a while ago <laughs> is the pig. <laughs> was, the, was the squid pig flying overhead with? Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes, or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships. You can subscribe to the Wicked Anime Podcast via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like, and share, and follow Nerdy Show and Wicked Anime on all your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.